Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm so excited today because I get to bring you our featured guest, Denise Joy. Denise, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So for anybody who's maybe new to Denise's work, let me just give you a little background. Denise Joy is an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and actress who brings you a message of the power of a don't quit attitude. Denise delivers her message centered on truth, love, and unlimited possibility in her signature style filled with humor and kick in the pants honesty. Now, from graduating from college at the age of 32 to becoming a tenured college professor and owner of a brand and soul message that strives to help millions of people around the world live a better life than they could have imagined, Denise's life is a testament to her optimistic don't quit attitude. She's studied the principles, the law of attraction and the teachings of thought leaders such as Lisa Nichols and Marianne Williams, Deepak Chopra, Louise Hay, many, many others. And one of the greatest impacts on her life was actually having breast cancer. And from this experience, she learned two simple but very valuable lessons. One, that it's survivable because she survived. And two, that it's not. Her mother passed away one year into Denise's recovery from breast cancer. Now this revelation taught her one one of the things that really matters in life, and that's life is a gift, and we get to choose what we do with it. Over the years, she's learned that between the living of life and the ending of life, the greatest power you have is right now. Denise, take a minute, let us know if there's anything we missed in that intro, and give us a glimpse into how you got started doing the incredible work that you do. Wow, Ken. Um... That, gosh, you just kind of shook me up. I mean, of course, I know my own story, but it's like, gosh, just hearing those words because it's, you know, when you hear a bio or you hear an intro, really the most powerful is because it's your lived experience. It's mm -hmm. real. It's true. It's relevant. And um, I, I really got started doing the work that I do now because of my father. Once my mother passed away, I didn't have a very close relationship with my dad. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm, I'm sort of an orphan or, you know, I don't. And, and this spirit, you know, one of my principal mantras is listen, obey, prosper. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've learned to listen. And my father, I said, I need to reach out. I need to quit pretending I don't have another parent and I need to focus on healing that relationship. And I'm so glad that I did because it was through that relationship being healed that my father kept he kept needling me, honestly, and saying, <laughs> You need to be on a bigger platform. You need to be reaching more women. There are more women who want to know how have you been able to, you know, bounce back and, and, and not quit and, you know, overcome the various challenges that have been presented in your life. And really to kind of spite him because he was needling me so bad. I went to my very first 
conference in 2013. I've never been to a conference before. I've been working with women entrepreneurs. I've been, I had a studio here in Washington, D.C., privately holding small workshops. I also had a, a bricks and mortar business. I had a, a studio with the staff, et cetera. And I went to spite him, Ken, and I got hooked. <laughs> he's he's right and he loves to tell that story T say it again he'll say daughter say it again i'll say you were right you were 100 right so i always tell folks you gotta blame it on my dad wonderful that's that's such a great story and i i love what you just said listen obey prosper yeah that's a that's a principle that i i started to put into practice about a little over 15 years ago and um, it was it was something that came to me in meditation that I realized that I was I was pretty good at listening to spirit, you know, or listening to that inner voice. But I was I was leaving out the very pivotal, pivotal and critical aspect, which was to be obedient, mm. which was to which which was to get into true alignment and to execute or to follow. I could listen, I could hear. And so I said, well, when I did that, I began to observe myself and realized that when I did those two first, listen and obey, prosperity was the result. And prosperity looks many different ways. Sometimes we only think of prosperity as financial. But I began to reap these manifold benefits and manifold blessings and had a greater capacity to share them as well. That's wonderful. And you know what I love about that story with your dad is it's such a great example of partnership. Very true. Right? I very, mean, you very hadn't true. had much of a connection with him for years. And mm -hmm. immediately there was a support system that came into play. Absolutely. I needed to, um, you know, go through a process of really, I say, forgive myself for holding my father hostage to transgressions that had long since passed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lesson for all of us right there. <laughs> well, it, it's been a doozy. And, you know, I have another little mantra. Forgiveness is always worth it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you may end up with um, uh, a new and powerful relationship with that person. But the freedom that you then can experience within your own self and your ability to, you know, really go forward in your life is is um, um, it's it's limitless. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you may be my dream guest because, <laughs> oh, wow. Denise, one of my favorite things to, to ask our guests is what do they use as kind of a, a guiding principle or quote or mantra to mm. stay on track in regards to partnerships in their lives? And you've already shared two doozies, so I'm sure you've got another one in there. <laughs> well, um, gosh, I have... I have another another mantra that I, I choose to live by, and that is to constantly let myself give myself permission to be what I call unapologetically dope. And I want to tell you what dope stands for. It stands for being determined and obsessed with being profitable and exceptional. Say that again. Be determined and obsessed with being profitable and exceptional. It's just one of my favorite sayings. It, it, it ignites me. It electrifies me when I share it with, when I'm speaking somewhere, you know, in person or even virtually like this. People say, what? So, yeah, you get to be unapologetically dope. Nice. 
There's a marvelous book called The Power of Productive Obsession by Dr. Eric Maisel. And I read that book maybe eight years ago. And that's where I got the obsessed part from, that there's really something really good about the proper way in which you utilize being obsessed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we could probably substitute committed. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Commitment is factored inside of what we look upon as appropriate obsessions. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that. Well, one of the things that our listeners love is the, the stories that our, our guests share about their lives, about their experiences. And mm -hmm. I'd love to have us dive into that now where let's start with a time in your life when yeah, you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And you know, tell us that story. What were you doing? How'd you trip yeah. up? And and then what did you learn from that experience that has helped you to move forward? Wow. So, um, gosh, I had, actually, this one is sort of fairly recent. I had a uh, long-term partnership with uh, someone fairly high profile, well-known out in the, in the industry. And I was sort of moseying, moseying along. I was a consultant and working in close, close, close uh, partnership with her and her team. And as I was moving through the experience, Ken, it, it started to dawn on me, kind of that listen, obey, prosper principle that I was no longer really in alignment with my own values. Mm. Not to say that that person's values were, were bad, but that I had gotten out of alignment with what I valued and how I wanted to show up in the marketplace. And it was a very, very tough decision, primarily because many people, when they, when they see you and you are in partnership or you're, you know, you're working with someone who is high profile, a lot of times people just think like that's the dream gig. Like, you know, oh my God, I mean, I would do anything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I was coming to the place where I knew I needed to make a decision, um, it was really tough because I knew that I would get to some degree um, questions, pushback, you know, are you sure that's the right thing, you know? And I had to go and lean into that really what has become a central principle for me now, which was, listen, what is what is that whisper voice that's been for quite a you know, good handful of months been saying, hey, that's not really in alignment with where you want to go. That's not quite. And I'm going, oh, well, but maybe, you know, you know, you kind of start to do the dance with yourself to kind of try to make it OK. And um, what I where I tripped up was not really giving the true weight to when I first started to feel those unsettling feelings and um, made the decision much more difficult than it needed to be. Mm. But finally, I did. I was able to speak my truth and do it with compassion and was able to retain the um, the friendship that, you know, can come inside of a partnership. But I also was I was a little bit scared, I'll say to you and your listeners, honestly, because, you know, you know I, I'll speak for myself. I didn't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm guilty of that, where I will put other people before myself. And this particular time, this was a pivotal moment where I was being called to put myself and my needs first. Yeah, that's that's such a great example. And you're right. I don't think there's anybody listening who hasn't done that. 
where we we go oh but we start right. to doubt it we start to justify one way or the other or what Absolutely. you said so great is i didn't want to have to explain this to anyone because right. from the outside they're like what are you doing right you what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah you've got the dream gig what are you doing Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was tough. Um, but I, I feel so clear. Mm -hmm. And that sense of being clear, um, which is for me an extension of being in a true alignment, is priceless. So, it, it, you know, it was just worth it. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's such a great example. And you're right, we, we end up making it harder for ourselves. Delay. Yeah. <laughs> Through through delaying the decision. Yeah. It's, it's what I, unfortunately, is a very common thing that I run into, and I, I'm certainly guilty of it myself, which is what I call living a deferred life. Mm. Oh, I'll do that once I move, once I lose 10 pounds, once I've made this much money, fill in the blank, right? Right, that's and powerful. So, so we delay what we're feeling like we need to do right now based on some criteria we just made up out of nowhere. Sure, or adopting someone else's absolutely criteria for your, you know, or substituting for your own what really should be your own. And I'll I'll add on to this. There was a point where this particular person asked me. Uh, this was almost two years ago. Did I want her life? And I said, Well, I'm still observing, which was true. Mm -hmm. uh, but as time went on, I realized that to some extent, I actually started to to adopt her life. And I had to go within and, and say, did I, how did I kind of start to default to that? And is that what I really want? I just sat and began to truly question myself and get, get really clear. Yeah, and what I love about that is it's such a great example of taking the time to get aligned with your partnership with yourself. That's a good way to put it, because it's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, because you've got to... You've got an essence, you've got a, a, a core purpose. And like you said, it's really easy to be. That's so great that they asked, do you want my life? What am I doing yeah, here? It was, is this the life you want? It was yeah. sort of phrased in that way. And I thought, well, I'm still watching. Let yeah. me see. Versus, well, no, you know, I really want my life. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the distinction, right? It doesn't mean that their life's bad. Or there won't be pieces not. of that life. It just simply means mine's going to have its own flavor. Right. It's going to have its own vibe. It's going to have. It's going to be stem from the the values that are important to me at this particular you know season of my life. Exactly. And um, that's why I was actually having a chat, just as a side note, with uh, a gentleman the other day, and he was saying to me, "You're so intentional about your values." And I said, oh, he said, he said, absolutely. He said, like, you're, the decision making, you can feel it, you can tell. And he was actually saying that he is not that way. Mm -hmm. And um, I, nobody really sort of point blank told me, like, look, you're, you really do lead with your values. And I thought, well, that's a compliment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Well, Denise, that was a great example, great story. I'd like to ask you to Share with us another story, and this is kind of a nuanced difference, but, but what I'd like you to share with us is a time when you had what I call a duh moment, where, <laughs> you know, you're in a partnership of some level and, and you were sitting there going, okay, how have I missed this for so long? But oh, when you gosh. woke up to that, you actually, 
you found a building block for your future partnerships. Wow, it's it, this is an interesting one, and it is a little bit nuanced. But now that I'm thinking about it, it it in some ways a maybe I'm actually discovering a thread or a theme. But anyway, let me let me tell this quick story. So, um, for twenty well for ten years, I ran a nonprofit with a partner, and. Um, very powerful program here in the Washington, D.C. area, serving youth um, through the performing arts. I mean, it was just amazing. However, there was an imbalance that I was unwilling to acknowledge. So this is how it sort of links to this other story. What I'm realizing is that I was, again, really sort of putting that person before myself. And um we were also very good friends. And so I was very reluctant to um, speak up. And I remember we had a board member and she pulled me to the side and she said, you know, I need to, to speak with you. And so I'm like, okay. And she starts to tell me that, um, and she knew both of us very well, that she could see that our partnership was really coming to an end. There's a saying that people use that said, you have a, a reason, a season and a lifetime. Right. You may have heard this mm -hmm. phrase before. And she put it and this was this was gosh, this had to be about um, almost 12 years ago. So at that time, we've been running that, that business together for 10 years. She said it, it has reached its season. And I was so wounded. And I thought, oh, no, no, we can. You know, I can still, you know, because I was really more like the CEO. I was and she was more the artistic, although I'm also very artistic. It was very uneven, though, because I was doing quite a lot, but I was willing to just keep going. I mean, plow through. Mm -hmm. and, and this older, wiser woman, you know, I'll never forget. She pulled me to the side and she drew the correlation to our partnership being similar um, to, you know, being in a marriage and being in, you know, sort of those close enough. She said, you don't want to carry this kind of mistake into your personal relationships, like a, a, a potential marriage or a love partner or something like that. And she was just so patient and wise. And honestly, I let that partnership go for another two years before I got the courage to actually bring to the forefront that we needed to begin to um, make some decisions around how equitability of pay and, and just some of those critical things that needed to be discussed and were happening. And um, the decision ultimately be, was that we actually split and she actually took um, the blueprint for it and did it in another city. And I retained it and actually just started fresh. But I was scared to pieces, Ken. I was scared <laughs> to go. I kid you not. I was scared to go on my own. Yeah. I was scared to do it all by myself. But what it taught me was that I had all the brilliance I needed by myself. But I was really frightened to, at that season, step out. And I remember the next year when the when I was producing the, the culminating event with the kids and their parents, I stood in the wings of the theater while the kids were on stage and I wept because I had done it by myself. Nice. 
and I had turned it around in really 12 months. I mean, I, I truly started everything from, from scratch. That's such a great example. And you know, the, my favorite part of that whole story was where you said you realized you had the strength on your own. Right. And right. so many Ooh. times we assume that, you know, yeah, partnership enhances where we're at, but it doesn't mean that you're, you don't have any power without it. Sure. And I had never, um, I had never stepped out on my own in that way. I just, I, in fact, I love partnership. I love collaboration. I love creating together. Um, it, it's wonderful to have someone to bounce things off of and, you know, different strengths, different, you know, challenges and weaknesses. It just, it just, I love it. But she was right. This older, wiser woman that it had, it had it, the season it, it, it had it had already um, it, it had uh, come to its end mm -hmm. and um, just taught me such a valuable lesson to be willing to acknowledge that truth and be OK with it. But I'm also a person in all full transparency. Everyone listening. I am a person who does not like endings. So that's just sort of my thing that I, I will bring even into any partnership. Um, it has a lot to do with how I grew up. I was, we grew up pretty, pretty poor. I actually lived in 13 different homes from the time I was born to the time I was 17 and I was not in the army. Okay. So <laughs> we just were always having to move yeah. again. My father wasn't in the home. So I was always leaving, leaving the school, leaving the friends I, you know, created in the community that, and, you know, just always leaving. And so I realized that that's still sort of that, um, baggage, if you will, that I kind of bring with me, but I completely acknowledge it. I completely own it. And I'm always still healing and managing it. Yeah, no, that's that's such a great lesson and great example. Thanks for sharing that. So, Denise, I'd like to kind of switch gears a bit, if you will. And I'd like it if you would share a story with us of what I call one of your proudest moments in partnership. So it could be romantic, family, career, whatever area it lands in, but it's a time in your life when you think back on that partnership and you just can't help but smile. Oh my gosh. Um, well, one would be this one of those, I have so many stories now with my dad, uh, which is just so awesome because when people see us together, they, no one can ever tell that we were ever not, I call it two peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. um, he's like my undercover manager, my biggest cheerleader. You know, just earlier today, we spent about 30 minutes on the phone and he's giving me all this awesome advice and, you know, we're going back and forth. But um, there was a time where uh, this was in, this is 2017. This would have been in 20. Uh, August. Yeah. August of 2013. And my dad was going through a really, really tough patch in his life. In fact, his um, his then uh, uh, second wife had um, Alzheimer's and was it was very unfortunate. And uh, it was just got really, really just really kind of discombobulated. And he had to find somewhere else to live. And um, I flew to Chicago and surprised him. And he was just floored. 
and um, helped him get set up, like decked out his place, found him a place to live. It was a lot of divine intervention, too. I can't take all the credit because everything, <laughs> everything fell into place so miraculously. He kept saying, are you an angel? I thought, I don't know, but let's just go with it. Yeah. Literally everything was falling into place. And um, he turned to me. We were in the car and he said his ears were I mean, so his eyes were filling up with tears. And he said, I can't believe you're doing this. And I said, why? And he said, after everything I didn't do or I wasn't able to accomplish for very, you know, for various reasons, you growing up, you're you're here for me in this way. And I looked at him and I said, well, you know what, Dad, in addition to you being my father, you're also a fellow human being on the journey. And it is my I have been called to support you as a, just another fellow human being. Yeah, yeah, you're my dad. That's your title. But you're also just a dude who's in a tough spot and I get to help you. And he started crying. I started crying. Then we cranked up the um, we cranked up the the radio was on, and it was a <laughs> Franklin song. And we just started singing and belting this song out. And it is one of the most glorious, beautiful memories that I have, and I will never forget it because it was it just encapsulated the things that I believe in, and that I had the opportunity to help. Yes, he's my dad, but he's just a fellow fellow human being on the journey who needed he needed some support and I could do it. Wow, that that's a great story. That's so yeah. cool. And, you know, it's again, when we were talking about, you know, following that that kind of guidance. Right. And and what you said earlier about listen, obey, prosper. Clearly, you following whatever you know, inspired you to go out to Chicago and help him with this. And then all these things are lining up. There's the prosper. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh, my God. The, the prosper just is sort of unending. It just it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, yeah. it really, really is. Because it also then had this marvelous ripple effect on, you know, other members of, of our family, you mm -hmm. know, who just were observing. Like at some point, my niece came and started asking me questions. Well, how did you, you know, how did you rebuild? And, and you know, I thought, oh, wow, you know. Everybody's watching, you know, everybody's being impacted. Everybody's seeing this. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm so glad you made that point, too, because I think one of the most, uh, I don't know what to call it, I guess, amazing parts of following our truth is that it empowers other people to follow theirs. Absolutely. It, it gets to be a conduit for inspiration and a conduit for courage, you know, for someone to 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 do their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a, uh, uh, a gentleman I worked with years ago. He was a vice president of the company I worked for, and we'd become pretty good friends. And one day he, he calls me and he says, Ken, I'm going to have to start hiring people. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, Jennifer just put in a resignation, and when one goes, three go. Oh. And I said, well, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, as soon as somebody realizes there's – you know, like it's safe to leave here. I can go out and do my own thing. It empowers other people and other people that were thinking the exact same thing resign. Wow. Goes, I've seen this for years. And he goes, I've never had less than three people leave when one person does. And I was like, wow, CJ, that's incredible. Like that you recognize this, but it made so much sense. And he yeah. goes, yeah, we're, we're automatically, I know we're going to have more than one position because that's just what happens. People go, 
yeah, well, I don't, this isn't where I need to be. I know what I want right. to be doing. And they step out the door. That's so it's, powerful. It's that ripple effect of when you stand up and be who you need to be, other people go, hey, wait a minute. Am I really doing that for myself? Right. That's very true. Yeah. Really cool. Well, Denise, we've actually arrived at a part of the show I call the bring it all home portion. And this is where we step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you for some very simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take it home and, and directly apply it in their lives. And where I'd love to start is I'm wondering what you would consider the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received. Well, I would say that particularly in business, to remember that money is the lifeblood of doing business, but that business partnership has to have a higher purpose for it to survive and thrive. Mm. And you've got to figure out what that is yeah. or else it will peter out very, very quickly. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great, that's a nugget right there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, what would you say is like maybe the book or the resource that you'd recommend for our listeners regarding partnership and why that particular one? Um, I have a favorite book. I, I read tons of books. I, I'm a voracious reader, but one of my favorite books that I recommend is called um, Visionary Business. It's by a gentleman named Mark Allen. And I really love this book because of the way in which Mark um, introduces you to really think critically about your your higher purpose, really, inside of doing business, making money, and collaborating with people. Um, I think it's full of a it's full of tons of awesome, practical, um, easily applied concepts, and I recommend it to everybody. Wow, that sounds like a great one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that you recommended a, a business-focused book because oftentimes I've found that when we when we learn about partnership in a different arena than we were originally thinking of, so like if you're working on your romantic relationship and you read a business book, sometimes you can hear those lessons easier mm. because you see it over there and go, wait a minute, this could apply with my partner. Well, I have another book that I actually love, and it's it's an older book. But if I can recommend two, maybe I'm breaking sure. the rules here, no, no, but that's that's, okay. that's that's my thing, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. And that is a book called um, Conscious Loving yes. by a Gay. You're familiar with Conscious Loving? Yes, I've actually like, interviewed I, Gay. Oh, I, I love it. Like yeah. right, so it's it's classic. So I do highly recommend that. That's one you can you can dip in that well a thousand times and always come out with something so awesome and marvelous. And that's Gay uh, Hendricks. And uh, I've just forgotten his wife's name. Kay. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. Kay. Right. So I, that's another one. Yeah. No, I, I actually had the privilege of interviewing Gay. Oh, oh, wow. And I asked him, I said, you know, you've written like 30 books, business and you know, mm -hmm. relationship and so on. I said, well, what would be the one you would recommend? Like if you had to pick like the best of the best, what would it be? And he picked that one, um, and he picked um, The Big Leap. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a, a, a terrific fan. Just yeah, really yeah. just marvelous. Yeah, material. really amazing, amazing wealth of yeah. knowledge. That's, that's so great. Well, I think it's pretty clear to everybody listening, Denise, that 
you got a lot to share. (laughs) It's amazing and it's fabulous. And and we're not going to have time for all of it. So can you let our listeners know how they can contact you and learn more about what you do? Oh, absolutely. So I'm I'm in the Facebook community, so you can always uh, connect with me in there. And um, you can just actually search for Denise J. Hart versus don't search Denise Joy because I won't pop up. But Denise J. Hart. And let's connect there. I love to have Facebook chats and, you know, just be in community. Fantastic. Another way of par- another way of partnerships, actually. It is. It is. <laughs> absolutely. Well, Again, I have loved your stories. I, I think you've been so incredibly transparent and honest, and, and and that's so valuable to us and everybody listening. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'd I, love to come back someday soon. Just be careful what you wish for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Denise. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.